Respect to the Bundjalung Nation. Bay FM 99.9. Atenção ouvinte da BFM 99.9, você está ouvindo Lusofonia, live music and culture from the Portuguese speaking world. Welcome to Lusofonia, all things Luso, celebrating live music and cultures from the Lusosphere, or Portuguese language places around the globe. Welcome to Lusofonia, it's amazing track, Vassourinhas, Spock Frevo Orchestra, amazing track. Yeah, because today I'm gonna interview a friend from the northeast of Brazil, so she's gonna talk a lot about these uh, rhythms from the northeast, which includes like um, ciranda, coco, forró, and quadrilha and many other kind of rhythms so yeah welcome yeah beautiful day today sunny warm i think the last day of the lockdown hopefully for this year and uh, i want to thanks to phil and rufi for another amazing trip around the world always an eclectic uh, selection of tracks i really love it and thanks to Bay FM for this opportunity here. We have to show our little bit of our culture. And thank you listening to us in your car, at home, working. And yeah, thank you very much. So I'm gonna jump straight to the interview because we we have chat a lot. We Brazilians, we talk a lot. So um, um, my conversation with Savita. Here talking with my friend, also a language teacher, Savita Lima from Brazil, directly from Brazil now. Nice to chat with you again. Hi, Jefferson or Almas. Oh, how, how do you prefer to be called <laughs> Jefferson? Uh, the people call me Jeff here in Australia. Okay, Jeff. <laughs> okay. I, I, I make so it hi, easy. Jeff. Okay. Make it easy for them. <laughs> Thank you for the invitation. It's very nice to be here and good afternoon to everybody who's listening to us. Um, I'm fine. I'm really well. Despite yeah. views here in, in Brazil, I'm okay. 
Yeah, like I I have been following the news and and stuff. It's been quite a tough time in Brazil, isn't it? It is. It is. And yeah. yesterday we were celebrating Independence Day, which which was a very a very complex day for our Brazilians. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. There are two two very strong sides on very ways of of governing the country. It's a big polarization. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're doing well with uh, the pandemic. You you live in in a urban community, isn't? Yes, yes. I live in an urban community. I live with six other friends. Six friends. And, and we're very lucky to be together and helping each other, supporting each other all this time. And you you you're doing. I know you you have been teaching. Uh, English and Portuguese as well, or, or just English lately? Yes, yes. Uh, at the moment, I teach English to Brazilians and then Portuguese to foreigners. Yeah, so mostly I teach Portuguese to people who are already uh, in some kind of relationship with Brazil or Brazilians. So either people who are coming to work here in Brazil or people who uh, date or are married to Brazilians. Yeah, same case for me. Like I have some students, most of them they, because they dating Brazilians. <laughs> uh-huh. <good>. Yes, <laughs> we're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and um, so you you are from São Paulo originally. Yes, yeah, I was born in São Paulo, but like many people who are born in São Paulo, my parents are from the northeast, and um, I was always immersed in this culture. Nordestinos, and my parents were what we call, um, they, they are migrating, they were migrating from yeah. the Northeast um, because they were trying to escape a very complex economical situation. They yeah. are from a region where there isn't much work and there's no rain. So because there's no rain, um, there's no agriculture or yeah. very little. And then people have to escape those cities to places where they can find work. And then in the 70s, that was in Sao Paulo. So that's why they migrated to Sao Paulo. And then um, have you have you been back to the Northeast? Have you lived there as well? Yes, yes. So when I was a teenager, my parents wanted to return to their hometown. Uh, and, and we started living in the Agreste. Agreste is uh, an area where there's some rain during the year. And, and then when I was 14, we, we started living there. It wasn't something I wanted initially, especially because I was a child from Sao Paulo. So uh, you don't want to leave one of the biggest cities in the country to, to go to a very small town where yeah. there's nothing to be And I lived in the Northeast for about 16 years. 16 years. South of Brazil, yes. So pretty much like more than like half of your life. Yes, yes. Great. COVID will not stop art. Brunswick Nature Sculpture Walk 2021 will be online, on air with artist interviews on Bay FM and ongoing. From the 20th to the 30th of September, you can check out our online catalogue showcasing 50 artists and their work. Learn about their art practice and why they are so passionate about the environment and what they do. You can even purchase or commission an artwork online as a unique gift, memory or investment. Plus, get involved. You can judge the People's Choice Award by voting online, kindly sponsored by our local sculptor, Christina Kumari. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and head to brunswicknaturesculpturewalk.com and support Art in Nature from the 20th to the 30th of September. Artistic sponsors of BayFM. The Tiki Lounge Remix, your audio venue for Sonic Exotica. Sunday nights from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can catch up each week on the latest in world music, digital beats, and contemporary jazz. Join me, Seth Jordan, for a global sound excursion. The Tiki Lounge Remix, Sundays, 8 to 10 p.m., right here on Bay FM. Olha que 
Você está ouvindo a Lusofonia, música, discussão e cultura do mundo lusófono, aqui na BFM 99.9. And then uh, talking about music, because we gonna play some tracks here. Uh, you 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 lived first in Pernambuco, don't you? Yeah. Right. What what are like the the main um, music styles you you remember? Like they they play there. They are very strong there. Oh, especially because of my father, I used to listen to lots of forró and baião and, and other variants of this yeah. kind of. Uh, also, we used to listen to repentes and cirandas and cocos a lot. And personally, I love parties and I love carnival. So I also like frevo and maracatu, which is not something I learned from my family, but from from my own <laughs> my own experiences. So I I want you to suggest us some tracks like to, to play now. now. Yeah, to listen okay. from 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 the core of your heart, from okay. your childhood, okay. so, from your teenage. Yeah, so... like, it was not your, your childhood. Was like your your teenage teenage time, no. Yeah, yes, the, the, yes, mostly. The best time so of our I'm life. feeling nostalgic when I want to, to listen to some music to remind me of uh, yeah. where I am and re also remind me from the coast. Yeah, I'm going to suggest something, listen more in the coast. Great. So one of them is called Ciranda Sem Fim para Lia. Uh, and Lia is a singer from the coast of Pernambuco. She's still alive. She's about 90 years old. And she's a very um, humble person, you know, like she probably didn't go to school much, but um, she has this feeling for music and for composing. So Ciranda Sem Fim. It's a kind of circle dance and we dance together. And then the other suggestion is uh, Moreninha do Dente de Ouro, which is Coco. Coco is one of the most difficult rhythms to dance because the beat doesn't follow um, doesn't follow a, a, a pattern we are accustomed uh. Uh, moving to. So one of the beats is broken. <laughs> let's see. Let's say it like this. Uh. So there's one and a half, one two and a half. So it's it's very difficult to dance to coco. So yeah. So I'm gonna play for the audience so they can have the taste of Siranda and Coco. Tirando a terra, tirando a na ilha de Tarara 
as mãos pra começar a cirandar. E lá no alto as estrelas vão chegando devagar, dando suas mãos pra começar a cirandar. Dona Selma with O Moreninha do Dente de Ouro. Yeah, you are on Lusophonia with me, Jefferson, and I'm playing an interview I have done with a friend of mine from Brazil, Savita. And uh, now she's going to talk a little bit. She talked first about Siranda um, and Coco, and now we're going to talk about Quadrilha and Forró, two other very popular styles of music in Brazil. Enjoy. Yeah, that was were amazing tracks, beautiful music. Uh, I I'm from the south, but I really love the music from the other side of the country. And um, this is something like I don't know much about the the northeast of Brazil because like something I realized here, like everyone, most of Brazilians will live more like in the in the north. They think like everything from Paraná down from Paraná, they think is all gaúchos. And the same way we think everything that's up to Bahia, Bahia to north, northeast, we call like nordestino and it's quite the same, but I know it's not. So I want you to explain because you, you have lived in, in, in different states there, no? Where? My, my father is Pernambucano and I lived in Pernambuco and my mother is Paraibana and I lived in Paraíba. And not only that, I lived in different regions from each state. So they're very small states, but uh, let's say after 100 kilometers, 200 kilometers, there's a new geographical region. 
and that changes the music, the, the way people are, the way people live a lot. Uh, even the accent is different. Yeah. And so you're from the capital and uh, you've never been to the countryside. If you go to Sertão, which is a very dry area, uh, you're going to experience something completely different. Yeah, this is this is like why I love so much Brazil and I miss so much Brazil because like you have like many worlds in one country, you know, like that's you do, you do. Yeah. And then so if you're in, in on the coast, uh you always have rain, yeah. You you don't know what is a drought. Huh. And and then it's very green, and then you have high trees and and more fruit. And, and if you go into the countryside, it gets drier and drier, and then there's less of that. And then even if you think of food, so the fruit gets smaller, it's less juicy, you know, even the meat, yeah, it's tougher. Uh, everything, yeah, everything is different. Yeah, and I people get... suffer more too, yeah? So mm. if you're from a region where it only rains, for two months a year, which is very common in Sertão, uh, you, you have a very different life from someone who's from the coast. Yeah, I guess it's, it's a little bit similar here in Australia, like on the coast, you have more green areas and, and rain. And then in, as you go inland, you have the outback, which is like a very dry place. Yeah, like one thing I, I really love about... Uh, the Northwest is the celebrations like the the Forró, the the Festa Junina, like the how how we can traduce to English Festa Junina. Uh, well, whenever I'm teaching, I say June parties June because party. they are celebrating um, saints. Yeah, it's still very attached to Catholic culture, and also it's celebrating the harvesting. Yeah, so uh, where my parents live, for example, people plant in March. And then they start harvesting in June, July. Yeah, if it's a good year, yeah, if there's enough rain for for harvesting, they mostly plant um, beans and pumpkins and maize. Yeah, and then that's what they they have to celebrate. So that's why we have so so much food made of corn in Festa Juninas. Ah, yeah, I love the canjica. Yes, exactly. So there's kanjika, muguza, and well, so many others. Yes, yes. <laughs> pamonha. Pamonha, whoa, pamonha, pamonha. <laughs> so good. And so, like, there are di different um, rhythms in, like, Pernambuco, Paraíba, these different places, or, mm -hmm. like... Yes, uh, well, the rhythm for Festa Juninas is pretty much the same. So, basically, there's forró, and then variations of forró. If you're dancing a, a square dance, it's usually faster. Yeah, the beat is much faster. And probably what they sing as well, yeah? So, forró, there's more... Um, they sing more about love. Uh, yeah. And then Festa Juninas, yeah, square dance. So it's more about celebration. And then S square the, dance is higher. The, the quadrilla, right? Quadrilla, yes, square dance. And there's a big rivalry between Pernambuco and Paraíba about who has the best, uh, the best Festa Junina, the best June party. Ah. Yeah, the number of people are counted and how many days they have the celebration. Really? <laughs> Yes, there's a very big rivalry every year. How how so, how big is one like the like the most famous June party like in each oh place? Oh god! Uh, so there's a big rivalry between two towns. One is Caruaru in Pernambuco, and the other one is Campina Grande in Paraíba. And easily a million people go past because it's thirty days of parties. So thirty days, a full month. Yes, a full month. <laughs> every day yes every day <laughs> <laughs> ah yeah yeah and then uh, and then the quadrillas yeah so so they also have competitions on that so um the number of people who join and then how how varied is the kind of music they play and the traditional um costumes they wear so all of this is is considered great so let's play two tracks from June celebrations. Yes, yeah, so one 
one describes more uh, the parties, yes, which is Festa do Interior by Gal Costa, who isn't Pernambucana, by the way, yes, uh, Baiana. Right. And there's the other one, uh, Feira de Mangaio, which describes uh, street markets in the Northeast. And uh, Clara Nunes is singing, yes, and Clara Nunes is, if I'm not wrong, she's from Rio. She's not originally uh, a singer of forró, but uh -huh. she's singing this one. Originally, she sings samba, but, but this Mangai is very... It's Mangaio, a place, is a, is, a, is, a, is a town. No, not necessarily. Mangaio actually are all the things you carry, like ah. stuff. Stuff. I think this would be the, the best translation. Ah, great. Mangaio is all the stuff you get around in this kind of street market. Great. So let's go to Quadrillion Forró. Yes. feeling of eating exquisite food that enhances all your senses and makes you feel alive? Yeah, I do. Especially when I'm traveling overseas. Food, culture, art. Oh, I miss all that. Have you been to Oka? No. Really? They're not just a restaurant, but a real culture experience, right here in Byron's Industrial State. Open weekdays for breakfast and lunch, as well as dinners on Thursdays and Fridays, with live music. Oka Cuisine, 6 Tasman Way, Byron Bay Industrial State. Sponsored by FM. Community broadcasters just like this one operate under the guidance of the Community Radio Codes of Practice. The Codes of Practice is a set of agreed standards that has been developed by community radio stations across Australia. 
They reflect the unique principles of community broadcasting and guide stations in a whole range of activities, including complaints handling, Australian music content, public access and the principles of democracy in station operations. If you'd like to see a copy of the Codes of Practice for Community Radio, go to the Australian Community Broadcasting Association's website at www.cbaa.org.au. Lusophonia. I love, I love forró, I love quadrilha. Yeah, now is 25 to 2. You are on Bay FM 99.9, and I'm Jefferson. I'm playing uh, an interview I have done with a friend of mine from Brazil. We already talked about the traditional uh, rhythms from the northwest of Brazil, and now we're going to talk a little bit about um, the modern scene like the new kind of new generation of um, music of that place and uh, i hope you enjoy great savita that was amazing to to listen to traditional music from the places where you have been yeah you feel um, like dancing <laughs> yeah like i think it's impossible to listen this this songs and you don't feel like your feet like wanted to dance, you know, like. Yes, yes. And um, like these were like very like traditional um, uh, tracks. Do they they still like uh, very popular and like creating new or like how how is the the 
the music scene there now are there like new generation of of of, mm -hmm. of singers and players? Of singers yes yes there are uh, so actually if you're from the countryside probably you still listen to some more traditional for all but especially if you live in the capital so you listen to something which is a rereading let's say so more modern uh, singers and composers and musicians who are inspired by these traditional uh, rhythms but make their own yeah and then uh, especially in the 90s yeah we had uh, many different musicians from Pernambuco and Paraíba who started mixing and playing with this also kind of uh, valuing these rhythms a little more yeah because if you think of that so most of the the singers and composers from traditional music they've never studied and they've never left their state so mm. uh, other musicians did um, probably people who went to school and then traveled to Sao Paulo and Rio so they showed um, what the Northeast is like to, to these people and then for example we, I selected here yeah, Chico Science who, who is Pernambucano yeah, and in the 90s he brought uh, Maracatu to Southeast yeah, to, to the scene let's put it like this yeah It was on the media, and then he mixes these uh, like big drums and uh, like lots of percussion uh, with guitar, and and he sings uh, he sings about his city, yeah. So he sings about the capital. What is it like to live in the capital? What is it like to be from from the outskirts, uh, but from a city? Yeah, he doesn't talk about the countryside. And Esquilinho, who is my other choice, is from Paraíba. And then he's from the countryside of Paraíba, but he lives now uh, in the capital. He lives on the coast as well. And then um, if you compare him to Lia, for example, who is traditional, yeah, uh, you can see there are other, um, other instruments. And then what he sings about is not the same way she does. Yeah? So um, I think it's very interesting to listen to this new generation who isn't so young anymore, but <laughs> they're still a new generation. Yeah. And they're inspiring um, other singers, other composers. I could talk about Siba in Pernambuco, who, who also brought Maracatu to the capital, and many other people who are doing great things. So, yeah, let's play one from Chico Sainz in Nação Zumbi. Yes. And uh, Dalama ao Caos, right? <laughs> Right, right. And uh, Ciranda Bacana from Escurinho, which is from the countryside. Yeah? Exactly. Mm Deixa a cenoura aqui, com a barriga vazia, não consigo dormir. E com 
puxo mais cheio, comecei a pensar Que eu me organizando posso desorganizar Que eu desorganizando posso me organizar Que eu me organizando posso desorganizar Ciranda Bacana, from Escurinho. There was a suggestion of my guest, which is not here, but I recorded the interview with her, Savita, from Brazil. And now we're going to listen to more of our conversation. Now we're talking about um, the, comp the difference, like some funny stuff, like the comparison between, between Portuguese and English, because she teaches Portuguese and English. Now I want to know a little bit about the, your other passion, which is language teaching. Yes. So I started learning English when I was very young. I was seven. And I also started learning English because of music. So I was a, a big fan of pop music. And then, and then I became an English teacher very early uh, for many reasons and also economic ones as well, you know. I had to leave the countryside, as I said, it's a land without much work, much 
uh, there isn't much to do there. And then I started teaching English very early. And when I finished college, I, I had this dream to travel abroad. Uh, and then I traveled with a friend from the countryside as well. We went to London. So it was a, a very big contrast, leaving Sertão and then going to London. Uh, we spent five months there. <laughs> yes. How many months? So five months. Five months. Uh, we were taking a course together. Uh, we did a Cambridge examination. I was already a teacher at that point. Both of us were, we were teachers from the same, the same school. And then I wanted to start working and living in the capital. And then definitely this experience would help me a lot. And so I love languages. I love literature. And I like uh, comparing languages and understanding how people learn. Yeah. Um, and that's why I went on to my master's and then PhD. And then uh, that's what I like teaching as well. So you teach English? And Portuguese, as you told, and so you you like to compare the language. So let's play with this comparison of Portuguese <laughs> and English because I think it's always funny. It is, it is. Uh, so I was thinking here of things. Um, students have difficulties learning. So for Brazilians, definitely prepositions and then phrasal verbs are very difficult to learn because they're very intuitive. I think the best way to learn phrasal verbs and prepositions, for example, is uh, by being in contact with the language. And then it's difficult to have um, true access to, to, to native speakers or um, for us, it doesn't make much sense. So why do you say in the morning, but on Monday? Or why do you say at six o'clock? You know, for us, it's all the same preposition in Portuguese. We all say em. So, nah. <laughs> yeah. And then you have three different prepositions. So, yeah. this is very hard to, to understand. It can be quite tricky. I, I remember the abroad phrasal verbs, I still like struggling to understand them and to use them. I think understanding, I'm quite good, but like to, to use them actually, like to, to, mm -hmm. to fit them in a sentence, it's still a little bit hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially. Because uh, most phrasal verbs, they have uh, another verb, which is a Latin version of it. So you kind of don't need using the phrasal verb much. Yeah, so yeah, this, yeah. This is something like... understand and figure out, for example. So understand is easier for us to use. I see, like, we try to use, like, the same, we speak the same way we speak in our own, own language, you know. We try to yes, fit we do. there, yeah. So that's we follow what... the same structure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and we have makeup and invent for example so we, we say invent we don't say makeup yeah yeah true and what's the the big challenge like for uh, english speakers to to for we are learning portuguese like okay so there are two two biggest difficulties i would say uh the first one as we were talking about verbs yeah so conjugating verbs in portuguese um we have this tradition from Latin. So we have six different persons, let's put it this way. So uh, first, second, and third, and then they're all plural and singular. In English, this is much simpler. You have I do, and you do, and we do, and they do. Yeah. And it's <laughs> for he, she, and it, so thus. Yeah. And then in, in Portuguese, they're all different. So it's like eu faço, tu faz. Tu fazes, ele faz, nós fazemos, vós fazeis, eles fazem. So the ending of the verb changes for each person. So this is very complex for, for foreigners to understand. Yeah, and then we, we have like this tu and vós, which we don't use much anymore, but we have to teach. Like Yes, we don't like, use it at all. <laughs> like the, the, the vós, I think, is like just lawyers use this. <laughs> And in the Bible, you're going to... Yeah, the Bible, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, and we, we use, like, more, like, você, which is not included in, like, this formal grammar, like, in the book. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's something exactly. interesting. Yes. I'm Bruce Clark, and I'm passionate about reinvigorating and rebuilding Byron Shire. 
As a local government expert, lawyer, manager, mediator and environmental strategist, I have been on the front line and have the experience and capability to deliver the vision and leadership we all need in the Shire. We need a mayor who can roll up their sleeves and immediately get to work to rebuild a better, stronger and kinder home for us all. Bruce Clark and Byron Shire Action Group providing bold, clear and highly experienced leadership to ensure a better future for all Byron Shire residents. Proud sponsors of Bay FM. Authorised by Bruce Clark, Brunswick Heads, New South Wales. Well, thanks for all your music suggestions and uh, explanation and that was amazing now i want to know a little bit about the, your other passion which is language teaching yes so you you lived in sao paulo you live in in the pernambuco paraiba and have you have you lived abroad as well or yes i did so I started learning English when I was very young, I was seven. And I also started learning English because of music. So I was a, a big fan of pop music. And, uh, which, and which one? Which, so which one? For, for example, which one? I used to listen to Michael Jackson, Madonna, to AHA, uh, The Patch Mode. So these were the songs I used to listen to on the radio and then... Sorry, this was the wrong part of the interview. We're gonna play the right one now. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, we were talking off uh, about the Hepenchi, and you you showed yes. me one I really love because it makes a lot of sense with this thing of of uh, teaching Portuguese. Can you? I, I want you to talk because I you. Okay. Okay. So Hepenchi is a kind of rap from the Northeast. And it's amazing because there's a battle between uh, two singers. You give them a theme, and then the, the one we're going to listen, the theme is the Portuguese grammar. And then they, they try to defeat the other. Yeah? So they, they sing something saying they're better, they're the best, they understand more, and the other one is not so good. And then this, this is what the whole battle is about. Yeah? So showing, uh, showing off. I think this is the best way of describing yeah. it. And what is funny about Hepenchi is that these guys, they're usually illiterate or they, they understand very little about grammar, but they understand the sound of the words and then uh, they learn by listening. Yeah? And it's amazing how they use the language so creatively, yeah? coming from such a difficult upbring upbringing. Yeah, and they... And they and they play with with the words like they make something like yeah, you can say like beautiful sound, they and play with the sounds yeah mm -hmm. and very so sophisticated not not so sophisticated like as like the ac academic sophistication but sophisticated like in the way they they use the the grammar and the and the words and they play with them and that makes like whoa it's mind blowing. Yes, it is. It is. And and, yes. and it's and it's all about impro impro improvisation, isn't it? Like it's yes, not it's they, improvised. They, 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 they don't write the songs. It's like they no. they just keep like yeah, they're they're alive. Yeah, they are alive. If you have recorded them, you have a you have a register. If not, well, they sing it and then it's gone. Yes. Great. So yeah, we're gonna play one. So yeah, thanks for being here with me <laughs> and and making time for our conversation a little bit hard because of the time like in brazil and australia but thank you very much thank you it was a, a real pleasure being with you and for me it's a pleasure talking about uh, music and culture yeah all the things i've experienced in my life great so we finish with ah this is a very long na gramática portuguesa quem sabe tudo sou eu yeah exactly <laughs> Gramática, morfologia e é verba e interjeição, conjunção, preposição e lexiologia. Ela que nasceu um dia no continente europeu, língua 
de Camões viveu e nos legou essa beleza E na gramática portuguesa quem sabe tudo sou eu Também tem informação do que é o adverbo, o verbo e o antiverbo dentro da conjugação. Também a interjeição que conhece isso quem leu. E se o senhor nunca aprendeu, se afaste da minha mesa. Na gramática portuguesa, quem sabe tudo sou eu. Eu cantei, você cantou, nós cantamos. Vós falaste, eu notei e tu gostaste, eu deixei, você deixou. Eu liguei, você ligou, eu comi, você comeu. Eu fiquei, você correu pra não pagar a despesa. E na gramática portuguesa, que sabe Eu sou e você não é, eu canto, você não canta, eu planto e você não planta na expressão e na fé. Sou rico e você ralé, sou forte e você plebeu, você pra mim já morreu e eu tô vivo com certeza. Na gramática portuguesa quem sabe tudo sou Eu sou um substantivo, sou abstrato e concreto, sou objeto direto e verbo no infinitivo. Sou pronome possessivo, dele, dela, vós e meu, minha, tua, dele, seu e o resto agora é moleza. E na gramada, beleza, quem sabe Yeah, this is repente. It's like this battle of, uh, I was, we can say, poets. Yeah, that was my interview with my friend Savita. And uh, we're going to the end of our show today. We have a few minutes more. Angie's already here in the on the other studio. She's going to bring to you the Northern Rivers Music Box, local music and local radio. So stay tuned on Bay FM. And if you want to listen to the recording of this show, you can find it on bayfm.org. I'm going to uh, end the show with a new release of Batuca Nun. Batuca Nun is a, is a multi-ethnic band with a cross-cultural rhythm that makes you move. They are from Byron Bay. And uh, they have this new track called Andar Sem Medo, Walk Without Fear. And it reflects like the lifestyle of millions of people. And the song points out the happiness of simply simple being at home and walk around the neighborhood, reviving all the feelings that comes through. They they also have a a video clip on YouTube you can find. It was recorded in Lismore at the Alley Gallery because it looks uh, quite similar to the streets in Brazil. So it's, it's a nice video clip if you want to have a look. And uh, yeah, you, the, on the band you have Thelma Nun, which is a singer and guitar. And on the Alfaia you have Mariana Vergueiro, Bianca de Brito, Julia Furtado, uh, with drums Lucas Saad and Richard Frankie on bass. So have a great Friday. Enjoy your weekend, enjoy the sun, enjoy the, the sea, and have fun. Eu vejo os olhos da minha cidade Olhar não guarda segredo Vejo nas suas miragens A saudade e o desejo Vem, Moça do meu vilarejo Ei, moça A fama de um desejo Eu vejo os olhos da minha cidade Olhar não guarda segredo Vejo nas suas visagens A fama de um desejo Do meu vilarejo Ei, moça A vontade e um desejo
vejo, eu vejo os olhos da minha cidade Olhar não guarda segredo Vejo nas suas mensagens 